0: Welcome to the Bourbon Library, hosted by the Bayless Brothers. A spirited conversation always served neat, as barrel proof of our
1: family bond. Grab a glass. The episode starts now. It's Sunday morning at my house. I'm 13, in love with basketball and video games. I had a few friends over the night before who were still sleeping. I turn on the PlayStation. Whoever wakes up next gets the first game with me. It's Nate. We pick our teams in NBA 2K, the game starts, and we get into it. My other friends wake up, check their phones, and then glue their eyes to our game. We are all hungover from staying up all night, eating too much candy, and drinking energy drinks. The other guys not playing start to talk smack, just messing with whoever is losing. The first quarter ends, tie ball game. It's intense. I can hear my parents' footsteps upstairs, and without a doubt, I know they're making a big breakfast. By the end of the second quarter, I start to smell the savory aroma of crispy bacon and the sweetness of French toast, a Bayless family mainstay. The second half of our game begins, and we are only a few moments into it when I hear my mom's voice from the top of the stairs. She yells down to us, Boys, breakfast is ready. We pause the game immediately, and I'll make a mad dash for the stairs. I'm sure it sounded like a stampede of cattle rushing towards my parents. Once we all make it to the kitchen, the scent of the room is rich with batter, bacon, fresh fruit, and burnt toast. And it's glorious. Stacks of French toast, piles of bacon, a bowl full of strawberries, honeydew, cantaloupe, and thick slices of watermelon. Devin, the middle Bayless brother, shows up. He has a few friends with him too. They are in the know. My friends and I all grab plates and find a seat at the table or in the living room or wherever we can eat our feast. My parents, like seasoned chefs, make more French toast, fry another package of bacon, all effortlessly and with a smile. They love doing this almost as much as we love it. Sometimes, even when I'm at another friend's house, we migrate to my house on Sunday mornings for this big breakfast ritual. And without a doubt, my parents are prepared always having extra for whoever might walk through that door. Where did this ritual come from? And how long have my parents been doing this? I had to ask myself that, and I don't really know. It just always happened. Since Ryan Devin and I were kids, we always had a huge breakfast on Sundays, and people would always join us. And when I left the house to go to college, it's something I like to do on Sundays. And it turns out, Ryan and Devin were doing it too. It's funny how we continue these traditions and even pass them down. That brings me to this week's bourbon. Consistent, classic, and delicious. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. Welcome to another episode of the Bourbon Library. This week, we are sipping Maker's Mark, We all have different expressions ranging from the standard Maker's Mark to the 101 to the cask strength. Let's start with this. What do we know about Maker's Mark?
2: It was the first uh, bourbon I had with Timmy.
3: Yeah, that's the first bourbon that I I started to drink bourbon regularly. And actually it was drinking Manhattans and Old Fashions with it. And then realizing, hey, it's pretty good uh, just straight on the rocks and then the adventure. Following your dad in the adventure of the bourbon hunting. <laughs> yeah. So I like think that before, too, you were either a Jim Bean guy or a Maker's Mark guy, you know? And I didn't realize it until later that, you know, weeded bourbon and not weeded bourbon, right? Yeah.
1: Maker's Mark is 90 proof, its unique flavor coming from the special wheat they use. What was it, Timmy?
3: Red winter wheat, I think, or something.
1: Exactly. The juice is aged six to seven years and Makers uses a number three char. The aroma should be woody oak, caramel, vanilla, and wheat. All of their bourbons use the same mash bill. 70% corn, 14% barley, and 16% red winter wheat.
2: Mm. Almost the same amount of barley as wheat, that's uh, surprising a little bit.
3: Right, and and and, the, and if for it to be so sweet too, the other thing I find surprising is only 70% corn where I would have expected it to be somewhere around 75 to 78%, right? Mm. And especially
1: with the no, you know, the nose. Let's see what we get on the nose.
3: As I say, I love the nose on this. To me, though, that's like my nostalgia, right? This to me, this is this is bourbon in okay. that. So I get that, but it's it's very sweet. It, you know, you get a little bit of the, the when you body, say, if,
2: when you the say bourbon, sweet. that's a, as opposed to like vodka or gin it's what a bourbon should smell
3: like is what it, you know, that muscle memory, right? Of yeah, my brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I, again, I just get that sweetness.
0: Definitely sweet. It's definitely a sweet nose.
3: Yeah. And it's got yeah. caramel vanilla oaky, yep. or wood. you know?
2: Yeah. But a real light oaky.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Not too heavy, not overbearing. No. And now let's taste it.
2: So I started with the regular just to kind of wet my palate. Now I'm going to try the one one
1: uh, what do you think I'm, of the regular first? I'm having the regular.
2: What do we think? Uh, I didn't I didn't like, you know, do the full smell it and then let it linger and it but it, it has a nice, easy finish and sweet. And yeah, it's it's, it's very it's, good. It's just
1: it's like very drinkable, right? Very drinkable. It's true. It's not hard to like maker's mark.
2: We talked about makers mark a couple of times before when we were talking about Uh, blending for consistency. Mm, mm -hmm. They also are known for uh, rotating their barrels.
3: Yeah.
2: Right? So they keep them up up at the top where it gets hot and the most temperature difference Mm -hmm. for a period of time. then they rotate them down to the cooler cooler spots in the Rick House to slow that down a little bit. So
0: make sure that all of the barrels are getting sort of the proper same treatment Mm, along the way. That's cool.
2: And I mean how many different flavors there's different expressions right cask strength 101 mm. yeah yeah whatever private there's selection not, there's not a bunch of different brands under that right right right, right. So they're just they're very consistent making the same bourbon over and over again
1: consistent classic and delicious let's go back to the beginning maker's mark was started by bill samuels senior in 1953 in loretta kentucky he was a sixth generation distiller and he was to carry the torch for the 170 year old whiskey recipe except he didn't like it and in an act of rebellion he set it aflame so here was bill a sixth generation distiller with no whiskey recipe there's an old quote that goes like this, quote, whenever there's a hard job to be done, I assign it to a lazy man. He is sure to find an easy way of doing it, end quote. Not at all saying Bill was lazy, but he did use a shortcut that I find brilliant. To taste different mash bills, he used baking bread to experiment with various grain combinations. This, I thought, was problem solving at its finest. The guys moved from Maker's Mark to the 101, same mash bill, but 101 proof. It's
0: I'm on delicious. the one-on-one. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, it is really good. Yeah,
3: right? I'm
0: getting a little more fruity, more going.
3: butterscotch. You get more of a,
0: the caramel turns a little butterscotchy. At least to me. Yeah. yeah, a light butterscotch, like kind of like, yeah. Yeah, it's nice.
2: I, I'm getting a light kind of cinnamony taste too. hmm Maybe that's little, from that red winter wheat or whatever. Yeah, a little sizzle on the finish.
1: After all that experimenting, Bill had come up with a great bourbon. Now, what to put it in? This is where Margie Samuels comes in.
0: Thinking a look Makers from a branding standpoint, I mean, obviously the red, the red wax top is iconic. And to make something that's just as iconic as that is genius. You know, it's not, it's so simple. Lots of people try to do it, but no one does it like Makers Mark. Plain and simple. It's the most recognizable. I would say it's one of the most recognizable bourbons in the world.
1: The, bar- oh, the marketing absolutely. part of that is really good. You're right. Yep. Margie Samuels, marketing genius and wife of Bill Samuels Sr. is the reason for the Maker's Mark bottles looking the way they do. With a signature shape, red wax dip tops, cut paper labels, and even the Maker's Mark name. Fun fact, in 2014, she became the first woman inducted into the Bourbon Hall of Fame for work with a distillery. She also designed the logo. If you see under the top M, there's like an S and then a 4. Yeah. So the the S is for Samuels cuz that's the family name. Yeah. And then the 4 is for fourth generation of the distillers that they later found out that he was actually a sixth generation but uh it looked so good on the label they didn't change it.
2: Oh, that's cool. That's, that's fine. Very cool. But I mean 6 just flip-flops the two letters. <laughs> yeah, like, right. right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, they're all there, they'll get the picture. Is that no, a print on the bottle? No. <laughs> no. What would be fun is to flip flop them without saying anything in your marketing. Yeah. See how long it takes for the the uh, connected world to start talking about it. How about yeah, this?
3: The first guy that, that writes you and says, hey, you know, I think you guys made a mistake because it used to say four, now it so says six. That guy gets a lifetime supply of whatever yeah, Maker's Mark He gets, a, he he gets there, he a
0: golden
2: ticket to Willy Wonka. Exactly. Or, yeah.
0: exactly. Uh, so Tim,
2: Timmy t- can't go to the liquor store anymore without checking out the Maker's Mark bottle label. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: he's he's back planted again. that worm in my brain.
1: <laughs> it doesn't take a rocket scientist to make whiskey, but it can. In 1975, Bill Samuels Jr., former rocket scientist, took over the family business. Thus, the torch was passed and all the traditions that came with it. The best advice Bill got from his dad, Bill Sr., was, quote, don't screw up the whiskey, end quote. So the tradition of consistent whiskey, iconic branding, and great taste went on. This had me asking, what goes into great taste? The answer is yeast. And at Maker's Mark, they use a strain that's quote, older than Maker itself, more than 150 years old. In fact, this highly guarded microorganism has been passed down to every bottle of Maker's Mark ever produced. The yeast ferments in tanks that are original to the Old Burks distillery that predates Maker's Mark. They're made from cypress planks more than 100 years old. Hard to source these days, Cypress is ideal because it has no effect on the flavor of Maker's Mark." End quote. Lots of traditions passed down here. So I asked the guys what had been passed on to them. Timmy jumped in first.
3: For me, I think one thing is like um, family and community, you know, being important and that sort of thing, you know, my my parents and, and my father, always showed that to us not be quick to judge although i I mean that that doesn't mean that i'm not hot-headed sometimes (laughs) but i mean you know empathy being able to put yourself into other people's shoes and that
2: headed yeah (laughs) like the woman that stole your parking spot oh
3: i could have killed her. that was a class act move eh? anyway um you're true to your word actions speak louder than words you know uh, I, I like to, to share experiences, right? Those are the memories that I want to create. I'm not a mm-hmm. scorekeeper. My You know, my, da- my dad taught me that and, and that. You're not a scorekeeper like I owe you, you owe me, you know, that, that kind of stuff. don't doesn't matter and it, it gets in the way of, of uh, friendships, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that, that kind of, those are the kind of things that I want to pass on and that I've learned. You got to think about, about the long game. It's not always about the moment. Yeah. But you have to enjoy the moment and take it in and realize you know, that you are in the moment.
2: Mm-hmm. A perfect. I'm not a scorekeeper a either, Timmy, but I think I'm behind one bottle to you. <laughs> of what? Bourbon.
3: You mean this? Oh, you mean this little thing? Or you no. mean-, <laughs> I mean?
2: I mean, I gifted you a bottle last time you were here. I think I'm still behind one bottle.
3: Oh, are you keeping, score? Yeah, okay. see, keeping score? See? I know, just, know I get
0: it. But classic, this is a classic Craig where in his mind, he's always behind one. Right. <laughs> he's got, he owes someone something. <laughs> and Craig
3: can attest to this. The other thing that my father passed on was a great love of food and, and and drink not not ju- not drink to get drunk, but drink for pleasure and and, and enjoy and to appreciate those things. Mm-hmm. And that and that is part of community,
1: right? You should absolutely. My dad added in
2: several times, having dinner at uh, Tim's house on Shannon Drive, sitting around the the breakfast bar, having pizza or Chinese food or whatever. Yeah, that was definitely. Uh, a central point in congregating and socializing. Uh, And then right when uh, Matt was getting started.
1: Matt is Timmy's brother. Matt briefly lived with my parents because he had started a new job near them and needed a place to stay while he was house hunting.
2: We had the entire uh, Peterson clan at our house in Rockford having pizza, right? (laughs) Yeah. So it was like a chance to give back. It's pretty cool.
1: Here's the thing. If my dad had decided to give back to the Peterson family as a way to say thanks for all the times he was welcomed into their home for food and community, then where did our Sunday breakfasts come from? Because those were happening since I was a kid.
2: Ironically, my dad never did that kind of stuff, right? So, um, I think Ryan and Alec can both attest that food was a common factor at our house. Right. And, the through,
0: the, and the through line is is perhaps your relationship with Timmy, is what it you're saying. Be, right. Yeah. No,
2: it could be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I learned to appreciate um, that camaraderie we had when we were all sitting around.
0: The yeah. community The community of food. We always yeah. did big breakfast because it was, yeah. and you're always making, but because everyone gathered around and like. Well, that you know, and that's your grandmother. Your grandmother, I would go to your dad's
3: when we were young. And, and um, your grandmother used to put out the the the, the breakfast bonanza spread. I, I mean it was like going yeah. to a restaurant right going to the spa and having the brunch you yeah know, the, the breakfast brunch and, that and uh, yeah your, your your mother Craig, did that Bre- breakfast that, that's, the... where, that's where your your dad gets that.
1: Thanks, grandma. Sunday breakfast such a huge part of our upbringing. One could even say it was our church.
0: I would say, yeah, breakfast on a Sunday, yep. uh, is, is more important to me than any kind of religious upbringing <laughs> was, was the food because to me, uh, I mean, that's, that is my religion in some ways, not to say bourbon's my religion, but like food and drink and community, like those are the things that I enjoyed during, you know, that's to me, that is a religious experience, uh, to, to have community and to commune with others over food and having what, what, uh, what an incredible gift that is, too, right? To have to have not gone hungry, you know, to live in households in which we could have food. I think that's amazing, you know. it sounds
3: like you were went to church on Sundays. That's what sounds like to me.
1: We did. That's what, that was our church, and it really was our church. People would come from all over. At least all our friends would.
2: What was funny about those breakfasts on Sunday is that. It would start out as feeding the people that spent the night that night. Yeah,
1: my friends would show up.
2: And then all of a sudden, people would be showing up from everywhere. Yeah, cars would be pulling in the driveway.
1: (laughs) Much like your mother's. And then Devin was able to join the call, and he recalled something I'd almost forgotten. Seasoning.
2: Morton's Nature Seasoning is always in its house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. I can't find that. I have lived years well, man, of my life you without can't having... Say, you
3: can't say your dad didn't start it because the first Grandpa, time that I Grandpa really Grandpa took Bayless note of it, it.
2: No, was my your dad. dad. Now, now,
3: now, your mother may have had it in the house all the time.
2: No, it was my dad. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that... that- uh, I can I just, say I
3: just learned that and you guys thought I knew everything about your dad mm. <laughs> <laughs> now I know everything about your dad so,
2: there was one thing left out to me it was you nature seasoning <laughs> when he moved to Wisconsin they had a tombstone factory tombstone pizza mm. factory in the town next to where he was at and he used to buy those cheap pizzas and he would put Locatelli Romano and nature mm. seasoning on top and bake them Oh my gosh, they were to die for. <laughs> it was so good. So I still eat bagels that way with butter and Nature, Morton's Nature seasoning. Yeah, that's great. It's, it's the amazing. best everything bagel. I do the everything bagel because I like the extra garlic. Yeah. The best bagel
1: you can have right there. But let's get back to Makers. What's the deal with Makers 46? So that was made by, so Maker's Mark didn't make anything but Maker's Mark for like 50 years. Mm -hmm. And then when uh, Bill Samuel's son took over, Bill Samuels Jr., his legacy addition to the Maker's Mark family was the 46. Maker's 46 is, quote, matured longer with 10 seared French oak staves added to the barrel and stored in our limestone cellar, end quote. After Bill Samuels Jr. retired from his presidency... He passed the torch onto his son, Rob Samuels, who runs Maker's Mark today. Rob is most notably responsible for introducing Maker's Mark Private Selection, which is, quote, a barrel program that lets the retail and restaurant partners explore their own taste visions using the same wood finishing process created for Maker's Mark 46, end quote. And recently, Maker's has introduced a wood finishing limited release available now. Any final thoughts on Maker's Mark, gents?
0: It's so funny. I mean, it's just such a, like easy bourbon to drink on the rocks at any point and you can count on it. You know what I mean? You can yeah. really count on it, yeah. any bar. You know, why I said before about wild Turkey is that, you know, I've gotten regular wild Turkey and I got the 101, and if you just order wild Turkey, they give you whatever they have. Uh, in this case, if you do that with maker's Mark, you can count on something being, you know, we talked, we time.
2: talked about old tub as being a really good bourbon for mixing in drinks because it has mm-hmm. a nice sweet profile and easy to drink. Mm-hmm. So maker's mark would be good in drinks for a different reason, right? It has such a really unique flavor profile mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a really good sweet finish that I bet it would be really good in cocktail. Well, you mentioned Tim they used to drink it that way, right? Right. I mean it, you could see where it would be really good in cocktail you're trying to cover up a you know a semi only a semi decent bourbon. Right. So you no, know, it a really delicious. good bourbon that would taste Yeah, it's <laughs> that probably the most common Um, bourbon that I have seen offered for, um, old fashions at bars. Yeah. Mm. They say, well, we make our old fashions with makers. Is that okay? I
1: said, yes. Yes. That'll work. If I went to my parents' house this Sunday, I would bet that as soon as I pulled into the driveway and stepped out of the car, that I would smell that big Sunday breakfast and that they would welcome me and whoever I was with, with open arms. And stacks of French toast, consistent, classic, and delicious, just like Maker's Mark.
0: Cheers for Cheers. this por- portion to of the recording. It, to, <laughs> to drink is to live. To, to drink, drink it, to live. is to live. <laughs>
1: That was another episode of The Bourbon Library. I'm Alec Bayliss. Thank you for coming along on this journey. And remember, to drink is to live. Thanks for listening to our show. If you like what you heard, kindly take the time to rate and review our show wherever you're listening. It will help us grow and make more episodes. Remember to follow us on Spotify and tell your friends about The Bourbon Library. Do you have a bourbon you think we should try? Let us know, and we might just feature it on a future episode. And we'll be sure to give you a shout-out. If you're listening from Spotify, Anchor, or Apple Podcasts, turn on those notifications so you know when we drop a new episode. All right, bourbon lovers. Until next time. To drink is to live.